What's up, everyone? Welcome to another episode of the Sight and Sound podcast presented by Heart Guide Media. We have our regular co-host, Mr. Eric Scott Tyler, and joining us as a sporadic co-host, uh, Mr. Brian Tyler. Brian, welcome back as uh, the sporadic co-host. Okay. <laughs> Today sporadic. we're doing we're doing our official review of Ty West's new movie X that we both saw, or the three of us have seen. Eric and I last month, Brian just recently, and uh, yeah, we're going to dive into it, and we'll talk a little Ty West, and uh, before we dive into this, is anybody, is there anything else anybody's seen recently that's that's been uh, noteworthy? I saw um, the new A24 movie, Everything, Everywhere, All at Once, I believe it's called, and uh, I thought it was really, really awesome. I thought it was really cool. Fitting oh. uh, X is an A24 film as well. Yeah, A24 kind of gets like the, you know, the people uh, kind of, I don't know how people feel about their movies, but they put out a lot of great shit and uh, and they're really pushing it with uh, some of the newer horror that comes out. This isn't so much horror, although it has maybe some elements uh, and a hilarious role by Jamie Lee Curtis and the dude who played Short Round and Indiana Jones, I forget his name. Uh, but the, yeah, really fun, really awesome movie. Uh, that's probably the last new thing I saw, I think. What about you, Brian? Anything new that you've seen? Oh, boy. Uh, you, there's this new Netflix movie called Choose or Die. I tried to watch it today. Um, I'm going to go back to it later. There was some... It was uh, interesting, I guess. It wasn't great. I don't think I've seen... I don't think I've even um, seen anything about that one. Well, the last thing I saw before X that's like new was the Batman. So very nice. Well, um, I watched Metal Lords, a Netflix movie. Um, Oh, yeah. How is that? How is that? It was super fun. Um, You can't I feel like uh, especially if you're into any any of rock and metal music, um, you can't just you can't not have a good time with it. It was so much fun to watch and it was just goofy and fun and, and lighthearted and it was cool. It was yeah. really cool. Um, a lot of cool cameos, no complaints. Um, but yeah, speaking, you know, as we're talking a 24, this is an a 24 film. I think a 24 kind of gets an odd rap because of maybe over the last couple of years, because of say hereditary and midsummer as being like kind of the oddball, I don't know. Those are my least favorite of maybe some of the A24 stuff, but I will say A24 has dropped some of my favorite movies the last 10 years. Tusk. Um, we're obviously going to be talking X, and I will let you know how I feel about that. But Green Room, Mid-90s, uh, Life After Bath. Like These are some of my favorite films of the last 10 years. So I have no problem with a 24. I think in the witch, like, I mean, the witch was one of my favorite films, definitely in the last 10 years, as was toss green room. Uh, I, in life after bath, these are movies that I've watched several times a year. I own. So I got nothing but good things to say about a 24. If they're pumping out movies that are of the genre and, you know, some of my favorites being like the witch and green room of the last 10 years, I got nothing bad to say about a 24. 
Yeah, I'm with you. I think they're on the kind of, not to sound cheesy, but they're on kind of the cutting edge of a lot of genres and, and new movies that come out. I think they're, what seems to be cool about them is they let the directors kind of do their thing, it seems like. Obviously, I don't know. Obviously, I'm not sitting in on these meetings, but uh, it seems like they're not afraid to put out, uh, they're not afraid to put out a lot of things that maybe some other companies wouldn't touch. So yeah, I'm all for it. Definitely. But uh, diving into X, I mean, as soon as I heard that Ty West was putting out a new film, I was immediately invested because I know we're all House of the Devil fans. Um, and I do like some of his other films, not as much as House of the Devil, but I do. I, I think Innkeepers is OK. The Innkeepers is OK. Like, I like the Sacrament, but House of the Devil, I think, is probably his best outing thus far. Um, but hearing that he had a new movie, he have, has a distinct style for sure. His filmmaking, like you can, it, it, if someone showed me one of his films, like, and then you showed me a film that was close to it in tone, I'd be like, Hey, that's very, you know, Ty Westian, uh, for lack of a better, uh, phrase, I guess. But, uh, he has a distinct style definitely among, you know, the genre directors. Yeah, I mean, oh, yeah. I, oh, I'm sorry, but yeah, no, I mean, yeah, I think he's he's one of the, um, you know, I don't want to call him newer because he's been putting out stuff for a long time, but he's one of the, maybe because his body of work is not ginormous, but he's one of the the exciting directors in my eyes, like you said, like The Sacrament and uh, The Innkeepers and uh, House of the Devil. He has a really great Western that I, I know I've talked about it before with John Travolta and Ethan Hawke called In a Valley of Violence that I thought was probably, you know, it's one of his, but it's probably in the top three, I think, including, you know, I know we'll get into X, but house of the devil, he's just, yeah. So immediately intrigued. Um, and, uh, I love, uh, I love most of his work. I mean, film wise, I, I see, I know he's done a lot of television that I haven't really seen, but, uh, when it comes to feature films, definitely enjoy, at least enjoy most, all of the ones I've seen of his. Ryan, is it safe to say that House of the Devils your favorite Ty West film as well? Uh yeah, probably. Actually, and I I do love the Innkeepers. Um, I guess more. Um, but House of the Devil I definitely like better, and The Roost is pretty underrated too. I still and haven't seen The Roost. It's cute. I'm sorry, I said cute. I'm not sorry, I said cute. Yeah, that's one I have. I know that's like. That's like his first full length, right? Like I haven't seen that one as well. I think like his first, the first two uh, full lengths, full I say full length, but the first two feature films before House of the Devil, I know I haven't seen. I can't remember. I know it's The Roost is his first, and then there's one after that. I can't think of what it's called, but uh, and then he did House of the Devil beyond that. But uh, Eric, you didn't see The Roost? No, I have not seen The Roost. I thought I watched it with you for some reason. No, I know. No, I don't believe I've seen that one. I know. I know Noonan is in it, but yeah, uh, yeah. I think you guys should check it out. I think you'd enjoy. It. I need to revisit it too because it's not like I remember how I feel about it, but I don't remember like the movie that well. Yeah. If that makes sense. But yeah, House of the Devil, great. The Innkeepers, I love. The Sacrament, I only watched once, but I know I enjoyed it. Yeah. So, so immediate. Uh, I know for all of us, and I just kind of said it, um, I know immediately, you know, we hear a new Ty West film, 
because I think the house house of the devil specifically was just so it's something we've talked about. We've, we, we've watched several times together. Um, it, it was definitely a, a point of uh, interest when Ty West was putting out another film. So this one comes out, I hear the premise. I'm immediately excited and going in. I was so glad even, you know, even though it was a limited uh, theatrical release, I was super excited that it got a, a theatrical release and uh and that it was playing you know in syracuse uh or, and to be able to go see it in theater and have that movie theater experience with you know a ty west film was really cool and yeah it it i mean i mean i'm gonna we'll break into it right now i mean it delivered for me like it 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 very much delivered and i was so and spoiler alert if you haven't seen the movie we're gonna start you know spoiling shit right now so spoiler alert um yeah, it, I was so relieved that they did not go the supernatural route with this, that it didn't turn supernatural. I feel like it got to points where I was just like, okay, this old bitch is going to be a witch. <laughs> like, I thought it was going to get goofy. Like, nothing against, like, those mo- any movie that does that, but I feel like the supernatural element has been battered into my skull the last 10 years, and I'm I'm thoroughly done with it. So to get a movie that was a slasher that incorporated an elderly couple that couldn't have sex anymore or, or couldn't successfully have sex uh, amidst uh, a porno being shot under their nose in rural Texas in the seventies. Uh, you're, you're speaking my language. I'm going to have to push back on one thing you said. Okay. What? I mean, you know, I agree with you on most of it, but I think they successfully had sex. I think it was successful. <laughs> they fucked successfully. They All didn't right. think they could do it, but they did it. True, true. But I, I, I will say just to kind of touch on what you said about being supernatural. What I kind of liked about the movie or the film going into it too was like not too much was eluded uh, in the trailer of like what it was. And, right. and then sometimes, sometimes you're watching a movie and you're really liking it, and then something happens, and you're like, "Oh shit, is this where they're going?" And maybe it's just the way a lot of stuff happens nowadays. Like a lot of films are nowadays. Like I was kind of almost, I was in, really enjoying the film, like in the theater watching it. But like at any moment, I was like, "Shit, like what are they going to do with this? Like going to fuck this up?" And I didn't feel like that like throughout the entire movie. And I kind of liked that. It kind of it, it was what it was. Once you knew what was happening, it's like, all right, like this just is what it is. It's straightforward, and it's it's just awesome. You know what I mean? Yeah. It it it's such a like it'd be hard to. I don't know. I feel like to some people it'd be hard to, if you were going to try to explain this movie to them, I feel like you could do an okay job, but you wouldn't really get to the core of what the film's about because it's one of those films that you kind of just have to watch to understand. Like it, because, and that's the thing too. It's not even that complex of a film. And that's what I like. I'm glad they didn't say like, Oh, you know, her, her friggin' they cut her friggin' they cut her man on the boat out and buried it in the fucking, on sacred ground and it fucking there's an aura around the land and fucking it's related to some hieroglyphics it's written on the back of the fucking gas station like they didn't get fucking goofy and crazy and i feel like a lot of films get not to that degree of goofy and crazy but i liked it was kind of a simple limited setting limited cast uh easy to understand plot for the most part and some straight up like cool gore effects and just a to the point slasher. And I think that that was, 
I, they were definitely trying to Ty West is definitely trying to hearken, at least from what I can see, was trying to hearken back to like the 70s, simple 70s horror slasher uh, that wasn't super complex. It was kind of to the point, And I appreciated that. Yeah, totally. It reminded me a lot of, you know, the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre. And I just mean aesthetically, not story wise. Right. Yeah, of course. 100% and agree. Like just in the first like 10 minutes, I was so impressed with. It looked like a 70s movie. Like, I know a lot of films try this, but it really did look like just a cleaned up 70s movie. For sure. Um, a lot Be- like, it looks a lot like when you watch the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the original on Blu-ray. That's what it looks like. I, Ty West always does a great job with that, though. Like, House yeah. of the Devil legitimately felt like an early 80s movie. Yeah, it, for sure. Like, X legitimately feels like a 70s movie. Yeah, it's and it's hard to not nail those those period piece movies too. I feel like where it isn't like super questionable the entire time because I feel like some movies try to do it and they kind of miss the mark. But he seems to he seems to be especially with just those two movies. And I'm not sure if the Roost is a period piece movie, but with House of the Devil and that he really nailed it as far as like, as like you said, like aesthetically looking like a seventies movie house of the devil aesthetically and like coming across as like an early eighties film. And I feel like they, it's maybe those, these two movies are my two favorite Ty West movies, um, house of the devil and this. So I think those period piece movies, because he does them so well, I think that's kind of where his bread is buttered. Yeah. You know what I think? Um, this is just a small thing. One thing that he does or doesn't do that really helps is he doesn't make it over the top. Like, you know how a lot of right. movies that are set in the 80s throw like every 80s cliche they can at you to the point where it just gets kind of annoying. Like Ty West does not do that at all. No, he knows it's when the- to he knows when to like throttle, let the throttle off and doesn't go like, oh, OK, the one like I was waiting I wasn't waiting, I guess, but I was like, I was fearful that it was going to take some like weird new age turn where like, I, I, I don't know where it was going to go over the top. We were going to get some element that was over the top, but it was very, I don't want to say subdued because I guess, I guess that kind of gives uh, an, a, a feel of, or gives, it gives the impression that I'm saying it in a negative way. Uh, and I don't, he, he knew when to, just let off enough and let the kind of what was happening simmer you know kind of below the surface and you had to like kind of think a little bit but not too much and that's what i think horror movies nowadays and slasher movies and whatever you want to whatever subgenre of horror you want to i think they want you to try to think too much like i don't think it didn't break my brain hereditary but I feel like movies like Hereditary and Midsummer, they want you to like, yeah, we're gonna twist your brain. Like, you remember Donnie Darko? Well, this is a more gory version of like how they're gonna make you think and blah 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 blah. Donnie Darko's on another level as far as like intellectually like uh, challenging. But it, I feel like there's so many movies out there, especially when you get into supernatural films, that they want you to think and put pieces together and right. You know, I was so glad that this one kind of kept it straight old school slasher. Yeah, yeah I would agree. I mean, like I said, pretty. It was uh, that's what I. One of the things I loved about it was it was just straightforward. Like once you, well, once the film was complete, I guess was what I mean too. Like you know, everything was like wow, like that's it, it was what it was, and I like that. Um, just to touch back on 
the time frame and the period. Like I know I was talking with Brian about it, and and you know he said it too. But like it's it is crazy how it really feels like this movie felt like an early seventies, like a cleaned up early seventies movie. Like if you didn't know these actors and actresses, uh, I feel like you wouldn't, you know, you would have no idea. I definitely get, you know, because of like obviously the setting, Texas. Uh, you know, you obviously not that it's on par. I'm not saying that, but you know, original Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I got a lot of like kind of tourist trap vibes as well. I don't know why. Again, I think it's probably just the the setting or whatever. But um, a little yeah. bit of Eaten Alive too. Have you guys seen? You guys have seen Eaten Alive. Yeah, yeah, yeah I yeah. definitely got that feel for sure. Yeah. So, but Ty West, you're right. Does like do a great job when he when he does try to make something look like it's it's dated, like he did with with the House of the House of the Devil, which you know if you it does look like it's just from the 80s basically like it's i'm sure if you showed that to someone who didn't know they would probably you could tell them oh yeah this is this is 85 they probably would have believed that you know yeah it's uh do you think that's why we maybe i mean so it's i mean without trying to get like a, a whole like crazy into it but you guys it's safe to say you guys both really love this movie right absolutely yeah, 100%. I think it was, you know, I think it was one of my, I know it may sound crazy, one of my favorite horror movies of the past, you know, whatever years. Like, there's, there's, obviously, we all three of us watch a lot of movies. Um, but when it comes to stuff that's recently come out within the past 10 years, 15 years, whatever, I think, you know, horror wise, like this one definitely would be one that stands out. I thought it was great. I thought it was a lot of fun. And, and uh, I love, I kind of loved, I don't really have many, I don't really have any, many, many qualms with it, if any, you know what I mean? Now, here's another question is what did we think of the cast? Cause I thought the cast was so perfect. Kid Cuddy in it is amazing. I thought, I think that kid's got real fucking, I mean, kid, he's like my age or maybe a year older, but uh, I think that guy's got really great acting chops. I think he was fucking, he played like, a hilarious like black 70s porno star like it was just like oozing cool and machismo like he was so fun to watch britney snow like knocked it out of the park more ways than one um and jenny ortega uh is that her name right yep there's a gen yeah jenna ortega she's been in like everything like i've seen three movies this year that she's been in in theaters and it was what was she in? She was in this scream Scream. and I saw her in something else in the movie theater too. And I can't even remember what it was, but yeah, she just seems like she is in the fact that like, I don't know. I just like that. You're seeing like people that, I mean, not that eh, Jenna Ortega. Yeah. Sorry. Um, but yeah, I just like that. You're getting legit actors that are taking on studio six, six, six. She was in too. Um, there you go. It's uh, I think it's awesome that Britney's pe- actresses like Britney Snow and Jenna Ortega can read this script and be immediately want to be involved or want to immediately be involved with it because I feel like it, it's a good thing for filmmakers like Ty West because it's not this is shit that would be super taboo 15 years ago and you wouldn't want to be in this kind of movie if you've done like for the most part, like pretty like cleaned up horror and like had a a pretty like cleaner track record of film. You wouldn't want to be involved with a movie that 
is as taboo as like oh, shooting a porno, a, a porno slasher, pretty much. So the fact that we're getting like people with serious chops that are stepping outside, because I mean, this can be viewed as a low budget film, and to a degree, it is. But we have legitimate actors and act acting in this movie. Like I said, and I think the guy who played uh, his name's escaping me right now, Wayne, that uh, Martin Henderson, I think that dude looks like Shale Sonnen. Uh, I think that dude like was the fucking man, like super all the small cast knocked it out of the park. I had so much fun watching this cast because they just they gelled together. And I it was believable that Mia Goth was like fucking like there's something like just weird oddball about her too, that I just like am drawn to. And I like watching her on screen. I know she was in the Suspiria remake and I'm not really sure what else she has been in. Um, but regardless, I was, I was really, really impressed with this cast. They really, I think delivered on what the material was. Yeah. I thought they uh, cast, I, it, cast it perfectly. Um, go ahead, Brian. Yeah, I agree. Um, almost everyone in the movie I was a fan of already, or at least I liked them in something. So it was really cool to see them take on these roles and just do a great job with it. Mia Goth, I like, I loved her in the Suspiria remake. And I think the fact that she nailed like the the lead character, sort of the final girl of the movie, and also Pearl, she just knocked it out of the park. I can't wait for the prequel, by the way, which I'm sure we'll we'll talk more about that. Yeah, uh, Brittany Snow. I've seen her in things, but was never, you know, like the prom night remake. Nothing really good. So, and I loved her in this movie. She was so much fun to watch. And, and uh, without Cuddy. sounding like a without sounding like a pig, goddamn smoke show. Oh no, one hundred percent. I mean, <laughs> you and that's what's funny. They, I had recently listened to an episode of a, someone else's podcast, and Brittany Snow was on there. And she said that, like, in the past, she probably would have been hesitant to take on a role like this. But she's at the point of her, in her life now where she's 36 and she was just like, you know, what? I'm just going to let I'm going to go for it because I want to do this. And the script is really awesome. And I like I like when actresses kind of shed their skin because she's been known for like the the pitch perfect movies and she's done some TV. Um, so she wasn't really you know this is definitely like her most like outside the box thing that she's done so mm -hmm. to to see someone that's you know in her mid-30s that's shedding her skin and, and getting exposed like i i had seen her in some stuff but i wasn't really i wasn't if someone was like how's britney snow like her abilities on screen like i couldn't fucking give you any kind of clue as to how they were but in this she showed her acting chops and that's where i think you know sometimes to to the to the closed minded, it could seem like, Oh yeah, she just gets naked and gets killed or whatever. Like that's really not the case. I think the cast fucking like nails it. And it's just like, you can, they have a, an unfamiliar, an unfamiliar familiarity with each other as far as the chemistry on screen, because you can feel, it didn't feel like they, some of the characters knew each other that well, like, you know, within the story. And that translated perfectly because, you know, they're supposed to be, especially to someone like Jenna Ortega's character where, you know, this is kind of new hat to her and stuff. It was just, it's such an interesting film and an interesting plot line. And 
I don't know. It just everything worked for this movie. I really ain't got shit to say bad about it. Yeah, yeah I so cannot I think of a single flaw for me. I can't. It was like I have nothing bad to say about it either. Like that's I mean, that's I mean, not that you know Ty West is ever gonna listen to this, but if he did, I would I would I would definitely want to wax his car because he's just that's the thing. I, I'm I'm really having trouble trying to find something I didn't like about. Yeah, I mean, there's really credit nothing. to everything. Yeah, I think, like we were saying, like the story is really interesting and cool. It's different. Um, there's a lot of the movie's brutal at points, but there's also super like comedic scenes. Um, that like the casting was was great. Um, the setting was really cool, kind of like we said with the small cast and like that isolated setting. I thought really played into it as well. It always does that feeling of like being alone kind of uh, in the middle of nowhere. But yeah, I mean, I, I know we're kind of like pumping the film's tires, but it's, it really is. It's a great fun film and, and there's really not a lot bad to say about it, which is a good thing. Cause as we know, being a part of the community, I guess you'd call it a horror, like, or anything like films, uh, people live for, for tearing stuff apart. And I'm sure people were tearing this movie apart. I'm sure if we looked on IMDb or Rotten Tomatoes or wherever bullshit uh, that uh, people no. would be tearing it apart as well. But I think actually, I do think that this, I do think people lo- did love this movie. I th- I'm pretty sure we got rated pretty high on Rotten Tomatoes, if that means anything to anybody. I'm pretty sure it does have a high rating, if I, if I do recall. I, th- You know what, though? We've never been the people. I mean, we do it to each other about certain films that some of us like. And I'll rip one of your balls off about a movie that you like if I think so, like goofy or it's not my style, but it's all in good fun. But something we've never done on this on this uh, format uh, known as, you know, the this podcast, we've never really tore movies apart. Like we are always just talking about movies we love and and things we love about movies like we literally did. I mean, especially for as many people that can tear apart, like one of the Friday the 13th sequels. We did a three-hour podcast on every Friday the 13th film, and it was like a love fest on each one of them. And it was so fun to like go around and hear what everyone's like favorite kills were from the movies. And we talked about like when we saw it, and like it was just a love fest for those movies. And I don't really think you really get much from tearing down horror movies, especially in a genre that's still fucking, you know, bullied and looked upon as taboo. You don't really get much from that, as far as like a format like ours, like about putting on a live mic and being like, this fucking thing was fucking stupid. Like we've never really done that. Like I've taken shots at like movies that I don't like, but we, I don't spend like 20 minutes reviewing, viewing a film that I didn't like. Cause you want to know what, if I didn't really like a film, we're not really going to talk about it. Uh, and I, that's not credit. I wanted to give us as, as a group of motor mouths, but, but yeah, this and a credit to, you know, we talked about, you know, obviously the setting and the aesthetic reminding us being in Texas of Toby Hooper's Texas Chainsaw Massacre, but also, Brian, you brought up Eaten Alive, another Toby film. Does that not speak to Toby's influence and how important he was to films of that of his era, specifically the 70s, how important and how much he dialed in that grittiness of the 70s that we immediately we brought up two films and I don't think you even thought like immediately like, yeah, this is definitely Toby Hooper. So Texas Chainsaw Massacre and eaten alive. It's just the way it was because that's kind of the groundwork. 
and kind of the seeds that Toby planted and perfected when he did those films. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, cutting edge, cutting edge. Um, yeah, though, and Eric said Taurus Trap was not a Toby Hooper movie, but I feel like that was also heavily inspired by Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yeah, for I mean, I mean, that's the thing, too, is I feel like there's a lot of movies that I, I feel like Toby might be the most unsung of the of the big four of horror, but I mean we mentioned two of Toby's films that were from the seventies in this just because of the aesthetic of this film. And Toby brought Toby brought like horror movies to Texas, like, and made Texas like a, a talking point of doing movies in Texas and, and having, you know, those, that aesthetic of a seventies slasher, you know, fucking chaotic, I, I don't know to, toby i feel like it's unsung and, and it's fun to see a movie like this you could still see his fingerprints all over shit you know fucking five years after his death and fucking 40 almost 50 years after texas chainsaw i think that's a testament yeah. to how important that is to film today and ty west someone that's keeping it alive and yeah it's awesome it's awesome to see so what did did you guys have a favorite scene in the film well, one, I, I don't know if it's my favorite scene, but it really stuck out to me was um, the landslide cover. Brittany Snow singing, Kid Cudi playing the guitar, and it, yeah. it cuts the, like, pearl, like, in the mirror, like, trying to... I don't remember if she was putting makeup on in that scene or wiping it off. And, you know, there's that part of the song about getting older, and it was just, it was a very well-done scene. I agree. Yeah. I mean, she's Brittany's got the singing chop. She was in Pitch Perfect, like you said, and Kit, Kit Cuddy, obviously, being a musician. Uh, BT, maybe you should sing that song for us right now. <laughs> Just kidding. My favorite scene, it's tough to say a favorite, but and, well, it's tough to not pick the Britney Snow scene, if you know what I mean. Oh, hopefully, my wife's not listening. But <laughs> my favorite scene is probably when the long haired kid, I forget his name actually. The first, is it the first death of the movie? Actually, is he the first death? Yeah, it's a, yeah. It's film. So that scene in front of the van, um, kind of how they're building the suspense. Like you know that this lady's fucking crazy, um, but you don't really know what's gonna happen. And then boom, it, it kind of happens. Pretty brutal scene. Pretty sure uh, L- Blue Oyster Cult plays right during that scene or right before. Uh, yeah. Yeah, uh, I thought that scene was pretty cool. Like I said, it was, it was kind of, uh, and then I think she starts dancing, right? So it was just a really yeah. kind of just threw you into the chaos, and then things got chaotic after that. But so I, uh, that is an amazing scene. That was when I like I liked the movie up until that point, but I or, or no, landslide was when I fell in love with the movie. But that was a great scene too, and I just want to say. Don't Fear the Reaper has been played in horror movies before. Halloween uh, cover of it was in Scream, but I think this is the best use of Don't Fear the Reaper I've ever seen in a movie ever. Yeah, it was really, it was awesome. Yeah, what it was really good. And uh, yeah, how about you, how about yours, Jesse? Uh, it it was actually when Lorraine, played by uh, Jenna Ortega, when she when they started like, you know, going back and forth about like, you know, 
when she was questioning their morals pretty much uh of being in you know in a porno and then when she 180s on him and wants to do a scene and her boyfriend the fucking the long-haired hippie filmmaker is like just is just so against it and she's like she's like no i'm in like i like that 180 because i didn't really see it coming that i didn't really think it would come i i didn't know how it was gonna go and and just to see that 180 and then like the reaction of her boyfriend and like the reaction of Wayne, who was the producer, like, I don't know. I thought it was just like fun. And like, it had it, it like, I don't know. It just, that's when I was just like, Oh, this is fucking, this is funny shit. Like it, cause it, I don't think it was meant to be funny, but it was just like, it was highly entertaining. Like when she did that 180 and then she was all, all going to be all in on it. And I was like, Oh shit. Like this is uh yeah, they it was a different it's a different kind of film. It's not a straight ahead. It's a straight ahead horror and a slasher in a sense. But then you get those elements in there with like the landslide cover and you get kind of like a, a moral compass check in, in, when it comes to like this. Like I kind of I kind of like that a lot. I love, yeah, I I mean, love that scene, too. I uh, I think I knew that scene was going to happen because it was in the trailer, right? Where she I didn't watch. I never watched the trailer. Oh, okay. Well, that was very smart. I try not to do that anymore, but I did watch that. Um, hey, maybe you should tell everyone how you deactivated your social media right before Scream came. Wow. <laughs> I okay. I deactivated Instagram because I was afraid I would be spoiled for the new Scream, as I was for Scream Three and Scream Four. I didn't want to know who the killers were. If only I knew, like the identity of the killers would not be like that exciting but i mean it did work i did go see scream i did not know who the killers were unlike most people i did not know who the killers were until they were revealed so but that's also because i was just kind of i knew anyone literally anyone could be the killer but we're here to talk about x today and i just wanted to back up i think all three of our scene choices were great and here's why I like Jesse's choice, because um, I think the character's name was Lorraine, right? Jenny Ortega's character. Yep. yep. And she's kind of set up to be like who would normally be the final girl type, right? Because she's more restrained. She's quiet. She seems like sort of a virginal character. But we find out in that moment, you know, she wasn't judging them the whole time. She was just really curious about the way they live their lives. And she wanted to know more about it. And then she wanted to be a part of it. And I think that's awesome. Would you guys have reacted like her boyfriend did? Absolutely. I mean, don't bring your girlfriend along if you're not. Yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> I got I like, got to disagree with you. He literally had just said, you know, he agreed that the, the camera makes it different. Like he justified it for the other girl. Well, that's just because he wanted to see it. But I would I would have reacted the same as him. I probably actually would have fought somebody. <laughs> well i mean sure you'd react the same way but you gotta know once you put yourself in that situation that could happen you can't that's right you can't bring honey to a fucking bear hole and expect no action listen if if i take jen to a hockey uh hockey game i don't expect her to throw on skates and go out there and shoot fucking pucks okay so well, that's, i think that's no a- but if she was invited to fucking drive the zamboni you would expect that you gotta you gotta take into account that something may happen yeah, that's true. That is true. And then, you know, once the camera's off again, everything goes back to normal. It's not that big of a deal. 
<sighs> Whatever, Boogie Nights. <laughs> uh, and since, I mean, as the sole gay man on the podcast, when we talked about Britney, Britney Snow. Hey, what about Sean? Kid Cuddy <laughs> was looking great. That's all. That's all. Are you, are you saying that that was his actual piece that was hanging? BT, no, how many I times did you pause when he was standing in front of the window? I didn't pause the movie because I was having too much fun watching it. But I think I think I got a good enough look. Do you think it was really his his piece, his horn, or what? I don't know about that, but <laughs> that was horn. definitely his. Well, if it is, good for him. It's kind. Yeah. Good for. I hope it is. You know, for his um, sake. Yeah. So, what do we think? The old cut. Co- the whole idea of the old couple, like, too. Like, it was just like. It was creepy and eerie without it being to get that kind of creepy and eeriness without making them like deformed hills have eyes mutants or supernatural. <laughs> I think is fucking is is uh, that was the way to go, and I'm glad they did that. I like how they they took the time to make them actual characters, like right, like, right, actual humans. We got to know them as people. Um, you wouldn't normally get that in a movie like this, so that was cool. The makeup. Yeah. Um, you could tell it was the old person makeup. It reminded me of nothing but trouble, kind of. But <laughs> I don't mean that in a negative way. It actually worked for the vibe of the movie. No, it definitely did. It did have a little bit of uh, nothing but trouble vibes. Like the the old man for sure. I thought it was a. I thought it was actually a smart choice to do. I'm sure he had the idea of the pearl thing, like and and doing you know the prequel stuff. I'm sure that was like all in his head, but. What I'm saying is I think it was actually a smart choice to do, you know, the old old person or old makeup on on some on younger people. I thought that added to the creepiness. You know what I mean? Kind of. Um, yeah. No, I think just it because did. like when you're first introduced to the old man, you can see him, but you almost can't. They don't they're not doing like a lot of close ups on him. You know what I mean? So you kind of you can tell something's up, but they don't really. They don't really show you at first, if that makes sense. And I thought that kind of added to the mystique of, of what, you know, like of the character and like what's going on with these guys and, and with, you know, with the, the husband and wife there. So, yeah, no, it was, yeah, they, everything they, like I said, I, none of us really have anything bad to say because they kind of just, they did everything we wanted to see done and, and then, then some. So, yeah, I mean, as we're, kind of heading towards to wrap this up i mean yeah this is i mean if do we want to give a rating on it i feel like uh i mean that's up to you i'm not much i'm not much for rating it but we can i mean i will for sure i'm not either but if i was gonna this is a nine. this is a nine all day a nine nine point five like because it's it's not one of those movies is like oh my god you have to you it, it is to an extent but it's not one of those ones that like there's not something crazy that happens and you're like, oh my God, you got to see this. You know, like nothing like over the top. It's one of those movies that I feel like it's going to like House of the Devil that I think is going to have rewatchability that is kind of off the charts. I've watched House of the Devil so many times and I think this one's going to be one of those films that I watch a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of. Uh, I think it's just highly entertaining. I think I really do. I really think this is a fucking awesome film. It's his best film since House of the Devil. And you know what I mean? That actually sounded negative when I was like, oh, it's not a movie you got to see. I don't mean it like that. I mean, in the sense of like, 
there's nothing so outrageous that happens where you're like, you're going to watch it once for a shock value. Cause I feel like so many people would like say another A24 film, hereditary. They're like, Oh my God, you see it when the girl fucking puts her head out the window and gets your head taken off, man. You got to see this. Like, or like, uh, you know, similar shit with like Midsummer or something like that. Not, not to poke the poke fun of other A24 films, but there was, yeah, no, I, lo- like, I love those movies too. I don't love them. I think they're decent and they're, I I've watched them both once and I have no desire right now to revisit, but uh, this I do think is going to, I'm going to have many revisits for this because it was just so fun. It flowed good. So I'm going to look at nine, 9.25 all day. Yeah. I mean, I'm right there with you and without using like the points, I would say it's a nine. Like, you know, I'm not to give a movie a 10 is, is tough for me. So it would have to be like, you know, the best but yeah definitely not i mean my, i i think we all i mean i know we're we love the physical media being fans that we are like i can't wait to own it and watch it again and watch you know the special features i'm like so amped to uh to purchase that so yeah and nine we, for sure strong nine what about you brian i'm gonna agree with your rating mentally and spiritually i've decided to give up numerical ratings um <laughs> For, for other people's sake, because, you know, you give a numerical rating usually to help, you know, let someone know how good, you know, to help recommend it to people. For me, um, Hello, Mary Lou, Prom Night 2 is a 10. So I don't know how much my personal ratings matter to other people, but I'm going to say I agree with you. It's near perfect. I love it. I recommend it to every horror fan. I think every horror fan should see it, honestly. Yeah, I I agree. I didn't. I didn't know about the extra scene, so I literally left. I, like I sat there, watched some most of the credits, and then left. Did not know about the extra scene. I've heard all about it. I have not watched it, but apparently there's already a in the bag prequel in the already filmed and everything for this. Yes, uh, that is true. Someone, that is true. Someone sent me the video this morning. I'll I'll send it to you. Oh, yeah, was it? Can. Did you not um, see it when you watched it? No, it wasn't on. It's not on the Amazon Prime. Version oh, that's 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 crazy. Yeah, it's like yeah, a short, you know, for theaters. It's not super long or whatever, but yeah, definitely the prequel. If you go to Ty West IMDb or Mia Goth or whatever, um, it's already it's on there, obviously. So I don't know if there's like dates or whatever, but they've obviously shot some of it. If they shot that scene, I gotta imagine they shot some other stuff. Well, according to IMDb trivia, it is supposed to be released this year. I don't know that information could have been submitted by anybody, um, but I'm pretty sure it's coming out this year. Maybe not till like you know fall or winter, the second winter. Oh my god, we're like right in the middle of this year. Yeah, near it, damn near. But almost, almost the birthday. We got Sean's birthday tomorrow. That's right. Mm-hmm. He won't listen to this, but Brian and him don't listen to this podcast. Sean, should we, if Sean, if you're listening to this, I will give you a hundred dollars. Should we sing happy birthday to him? No, no. But if he listens, he'll get a hundred dollars. Yeah, if he listens, he'll get a hundred bucks, which I think he'd prefer. But uh, <laughs> yeah, go check out X and go give us a follow on Instagram or Twitter at Heart Guide Media. This has been the Sight and Sound Podcast. And please, uh, yeah, let us know what you think of this episode. What do you think of X when we post the the little fucking picture there on Instagram and Twitter? And, yeah, you can listen to us on iTunes, Spotify, wherever the fuck. Uh, we are there. So check it out. And, 
yeah, this has been uh, the official review episode of X. So uh, go check it out and yeah, support support these fucking smaller movies, man. It matters. But yes. But thanks for uh, thanks for tuning in, and we shall see you again soon. <laughs>